Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
Yes, indeed. The good times, baby. It is Thursday, September 1st, and uh, welcome to We Are Everyday People, global internet radio network. Yes, global. You can hear it anywhere in the world, so long as we have internet connectivity. South Shore Tars for Life show. This is a uh, show that I've dedicated to my South Shore alumni after uh, last year's uh, 40-year reunion. I didn't want it to end, and I wanted to keep the spirit alive. So uh, since I had this platform, I wanted to use it to, uh, as a means to keep in touch, keep the spirit alive, bring on some of the uh, alumni, and we'll talk about just life back in the days and bring it up to life as it is today. Uh, I want to first, before I get into today's show, I want to thank, uh, yesterday I did a show, it was an outstanding interview. I've been uh, getting kudos from it uh, ever since yesterday up till, up till now. And uh, I have to give credit to my guest on yesterday's show. I had uh, the Montgomery sisters on. Uh, that is uh, Robin uh, Montgomery McLean, uh, Dina Montgomery, Montgomery Noakai, uh, Rachel Montgomery Rush, and we have their adopted sister uh, who came up with them. And as a sister who I know very well, we were in, went to grammar school together and high school together, uh, Sister Deborah Rogers Coleman. Uh, it was an outstanding show. I recommend you all listen to that show. We talked about some some good things. Uh, we talked about back in the days, uh, their experiences. Uh, I didn't even know that at one time uh, while we were in high school that they had actually moved to Africa, to Ghana. And uh, we kind of talked about that a little bit. Uh, we talked about Dina uh, being a cancer survivor and a book that she uh, wrote. Uh, and that is for sale, and the, the name skips my mind. I tell you, I'm, I'm kind of speeding, but it, it skips my mind right now. Uh, if I think about it, I will mention it again, but uh, check out that show. It's a, re- it's a really good show. It's a really good show. If you feel about South Shore alumni like I do, uh, I recommend you check out. I recommend you check all the shows out because we, we have some interesting people on, and it's just really interesting to see uh, where our old uh, preppies, you know, uh, how they view things back then and, and, and back then and, you know, what they're doing today. You know, it, uh, it it's fun, it's touching, uh, it's real, and uh, you might even learn something. You never know. But today, we're going to keep it rolling. We have a brother here on who's who's, who's been on the show a few times, a uh, brother who have a, a, a lot of respect for, has some really, really uh, deep and interesting perspective. I know there was one time where we used to kind of uh, debate, friendly debate, friendly, respectful debate. And, uh, you know, we, we weren't off uh, distance from each other at all. We just had maybe a different opinion on some things, but it was always fun debating on this with this brother because it was always real and down to earth and respectful. Uh, so we have a brother here from the class of 76, a uh, popular brother in, in school. I remember him as being uh, down to earth and had a tendency to make people laugh, but a uh, serious brother at the same time. But I want to keep it moving and bring on Brother Joe Stroder. Brother Joe, how you doing, man? Hey, I feel like I'm winning, man. Life is so good to me. I'm so proud of you for providing this uh, venue for us to get the word out of whatever, man. You're keeping up with the times, and that's so important these days, man. I appreciate that, man. I'm trying to do uh, – you, you had a post that you wrote. And I'm going to read it a little, in a little bit, uh, and it just really hit me because it was so down to earth, uh, and, but we'll, we'll get, get into that in a minute. But you've always had a tendency to uh, be really, really deep 
and thoughtful in, in your perspectives. And I can tell that you just don't talk off the top of your head. You really put some thought process into anything before you before it comes out your mouth. And that's a good thing. Yeah, well, I, I got that from coming from South Shore High School, man. They <laughs> laid <laughs> they laid a good foundation for me, man. Uh, a lot of them teachers there were there for the paycheck, but a whole lot of them were there for the growth, man. Making sure that we turned out to be something and be somebody. That you know, teachers like uh, Mr. Howard, man, Mr. Shapiro, Mr. Lawson, Mr. Turner, man, them guys made sure that we turned into productive citizens in this society, man. And speaking of South Shore, uh, when you think about South Shore, you know, we all have our moments where we kind of just sit back and chill and kind of go back in time or whatever. And uh, what, what comes to mind when you when, when you when you focus on those days, what comes to mind to you? South Shore, to me, man, was was pep rallies under the uh, the school under the North Building, Earth, Wind, and Fire, the talent shows, Rufus, Shaka Khan, uh, quarter parties with the red lights in the basement, sitting on people's washing machines, man, with the little pluggers. Um, Glenn playing sweet sticky thing in the lobby at the uh, concert, the posture contest, the Tide yearbook commercials uh, where they would play at Division on the television show, the steppers, the guys that could step at all the dancers, man, with a jacket over their arm, with the perms in their head, yes, the basketball <laughs> game. Man, smoking weed under the heater at the back of the <laughs> North Building. <laughs> man, I could go on. There's so much uh, for me, man, that 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 helped shape my life, man. It helped me turn into the person that I am today, man. I experienced a lot, man. Remember the, the lunchroom cookies and cake. Well, you didn't. You, you brought your token. You paid a quarter to get that. Yes, stuff, sir. Man, we yes, was sir. we was all wearing. We were wearing earth shoes and had uh, bib <laughs> overalls with big naturals. <laughs> yes, oh, indeed. Hot pants yeah, with the stockings. Yes. It, it, it's so much, man. It it it, it was such a uh, you know high school is the time of your life where. <laughs> The world gets a little bit bigger. And when you're in grammar school, you meet the, a few people in the neighborhood. But when you go to high school, you meet people from different neighborhoods. So your world starts to grow, and you meet different types of people from different types of households. And exactly. I had no no idea that some of the people that we were going to school with was going through some of the changes that they were going through. Man, we had people that was raising kids, man. our community, man, and um, South Shore, you could go the good way or you could go the bad way. You had uh, choices there. You had uh, uh, choices you could make that you could turn out to be really something great or you could turn out to be something bad, you know? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You, uh, 
who were uh, who 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 was your uh, crutch, man? Who did you who did you hang out with? Who who could you depend on back in the days? Who who was your boys or girls or whatever that uh, your circle of who you can depend on if you are down and out? You just you need somebody what? to lean on. It was two different uh, types of friends for me. I had my band friends, and then I had my football friends. And um, the 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 band friends were kind of like. Uh, Aristocracy. They they were mama's boys. But the football friends, they was down and dirty boys, man. And that's who we had the most fun with, man. That's, that's where I, I I learned a lot about growing up from hanging with the football cats, man. And I would take what I learned from the football cats back to the band cats, man, and get them dudes in trouble, man. Yeah. Now, who did you? What, what, share with, I know I had uh, Brother Frog on the show. I had Carl Fisher, uh, Kevin Farmer, football guys, and who would share some of their football memories and their you know, kind of golden moments. Do you share, share some of the uh, golden football moments that, that you experienced being on the football team? Hello? Keith? Yeah, are you there? I'm here. Do you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was I was thought I lost. Okay. Did you did, did you hear my question? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Man, I was saying the football team. Man, football was hard, man, and I didn't think I was gonna make it because the coaches were so tough. But the coaches wasn't as tough as the players were on us. But you know they beat our butts to shape us up and turn us into something really tough and great. And with the the discipline that they put on us, it also made us closer. So the camaraderie that was formed with the football team, man, we'll be friends for life, man. Um, just, man, in the locker rooms after uh, halftime, after we will be losing, man, and watching Coach Turner come in that locker room, man, and you better not have your helmet off, man, because he was whooping heads, man. It, it was crazy. <laughs> Everybody would snap their helmets on, man, because he would be, man, he would be ruthless. He would really be ruthless. But we would always, after practice, we would hang out, and we would always meet at the school on Friday nights um, and go from house to house, for parties, and we would end up out at Puko's house, man. His mom would let us come out there. She would cook food for us, and we would uh, be in his basement listening to Ohio players, Commodores, Earth, Wind, and Fire, man, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, drinking uh, apple wine, man, that jug apple wine, and and just, man, just having a good time, man. His mom would say, now y'all go downstairs. You don't come up here. Y'all stay downstairs, man. And but we had to get that last bus, uh, that Jeffrey Express, back to the city before uh, twelve o'clock, man. Uh, it would uh, be uh, Cynthia Jackson, Kim Brewington, uh, uh, Thomas or Thomas Orr. He would be with us sometime. Chris Bradley, man. Uh, Daryl White. We had a lot of good close friends back there. Bernard Cooper. 
man. We had great times out there. Man, I remember man. all those names too, man. I remember all those names. You bring back memories, man. Wow. Yeah, man. Wow. And you know, you formed bonds in high school that uh stay with you sometimes for the rest of your life, man. And I'm still friends with most of them people that um I was hanging out there with, man. Some of them I talk to every day. Some of them I talk to every couple of weeks or every month. But uh, I'm mm-hmm. still close to them. Yeah. Now, as far as the uh, the educators were concerned, was there any particular uh, educators that stood out to you, or was there any particular advice that you were given from any of them that uh, contributed to the person that you are today that you can appreciate now more than you could then? Well, you know, um, the, the 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 most profound teacher that had the strongest influence on me was Mr. Lawson. He always taught band, and he shared his life experiences with it while he taught with his stories of World War II, man, and being over in Europe and uh, hanging out with the guys in the Army. When he was in the Army band, and sharing his experiences. And he made me want to see the world, man. He made me want to do the things that he did. And then he would hook up with us on the weekends and take us on fishing trips, man. We'd go up to Minnesota and catch um, musky and, and striped bass and walleye, man, and cook it up at campsite, man. And he would tell us about, about women. He'd tell us about marriage. He'd tell us about business. He talked about everything. So he was like one of my stronger, influential uh, teachers there. Um, Mr. Shapiro was real close to me. He taught me a lot. Uh, I was in the creative writing with him and starred in the, the play that we had at the school there. They taught Kim and Cynthia talked me into auditioning for it. I had never acted. But uh, it turned out really well. We did a play called uh, uh, Crystal Blue Confusion that, that was really a good time for all of us. And it brought something out of me that I didn't know I had in me. I didn't think I could perform on a stage, man. And uh, I, I learned something. They, they pulled something out of me. Um, uh, Mr. Mancino taught us a lot, man, down in the television studio, taught us about things to come. And he used to tell us, man, it's going to be VCRs in people's houses and they can make movies. I, I was like, man, come on, ain't nobody going to be able to afford this. <laughs> but, but he saw that stuff. <laughs> he told us. Right. He said, I tell you, man, it's going to be, they're going to be in people's houses. Man, now we're doing it on the phone, man. That's something. Yeah. You know, I remember yeah, that. I know you remember going to the Museum of Science and Industry, and, and there was this little section where they had that phone, that video phone there. We, we were, like, tripping out on something, the, the, the concept of yeah. being able to talk to somebody and look at them at the same time. Right, and, uh, man. And like, like you say, man, look what we're doing now. We, we, can, we can do that shit on a wristwatch, on a, on, on a, on a phone. <laughs> man. And you know, and you know, yeah, you know the man. thing about it? They know what's happening in 30. What? See, we, 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 we haven't figured out 50 years ago. We're still trying to figure out 50 years ago the civil rights movement. But they already know what's happening 30, 40 years from now. They got that shit already down pat. You know, we right. need to catch they, up. They, they, yeah, they got the, the social scientists, man. They know everything that's going to happen. Man, this is all a formula, man. They got this thing mapped out. They know what they're doing. 
Absolutely, Absolutely man. Yes, they yeah, they know man. what they are doing. Yes, yep. Man, yeah. so you came out of South Shore and you went up to uh, you went downtown to Columbia School of Broadcasting. Is that correct? Yeah, I went to Columbia College, man, and uh, learned a lot about television down there. And the great thing about Columbia College, everybody that taught there were people that were in the field. So I had um, Jim McFarland was one of my instructors, and he was the director of Oprah's show uh, and when she came to Chicago. So mm-hmm. I was at Oprah's show every when she first came, every week I was down there. Um, uh, Howard Shapiro, he was the director. He directed the 1972 Olympics, man. He won an Oscar, and he brought the Oscar to work and, I mean, to school and showed us, man. He taught us about directing. Columbia College was a great, real great place. It still is one of the great places, man, for people in theater, television, uh, journalism, it's still a great place for that, man. But one thing about Columbia, man, nobody ever graduates. Everybody goes there, get what they need, and come up out of there. Oh, really? Okay. But, you, but you're coming out there with a lot, though. You must be coming out coming out of there with a whole yeah, lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you, you come out of there with a lot, man. You meet a whole lot of people, man, that, that help you forward, you know, whatever you your discipline is. They help you. Uh, move in that direction. I remember I had one class called um, Opening uh, a Bar. And in the class, we had to design a bar and you had to do the uh, breakdown of what everything costs from the dishes, the, the uh, flatware, the, the how much you're spending on drinks. And every week, our class met in a different bar around Chicago. Uh, every student picked a bar they wanted to find out about. Man, that's when I first learned about alcohol because they opened the bar up at the end of the class at every bar we went to. Man, I would be so drunk at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, I got an A in that class. <laughs> hey, so, so, something was yeah. working, right? Yeah, man, that was a good class, man. Yeah, good school. You, now you came out of Columbia yeah. College, and I know that uh, currently you have you joined the uh, the sheriff's department. When when did, when did that happen, and what what motivated you to become a part of the uh, you know Cook County Sheriff's Department? Man, I was working at O'Hare Field loading planes uh, while I was going to Columbia College, and. Then my dad got me a good job at Sherwin-Williams. I was a chemical mixer out there on 115th and Champlain. I was out there uh, mixing chemicals, making a lot of money. I was making about fifteen, seventeen hundred a week, man, but the chemicals were killing me, man. And mm-hmm. I, my cousin worked at the sheriff's department, and he told me to pull out, put in an application. I was excited about having a gun and a, 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 a radio, man. And uh-huh. I filled out the application, and they called me, and I went through the interview process. And, man, I've been there for 30-some-odd years, man. But I'm through October 31st, man. Um, I'm going to be retired and moving into 
my next business venture, man. And, and before we get into that, when you, what what being uh, being a police officer, which is what you were, Cook County Sheriff, police officer, cop, whatever they want to call it, you you would have to have mm-hmm. had some hellified experiences and experience and seen some hellified things. Uh, oh, I, I mean. Do you, do, do that, you, that, how, how do you how do you how do you detach yourself from becoming emotional to all this shit that that's surrounding you pretty much on a daily basis, man? That you just, or, or do you? Well, man, that's one of the the hard things about the job. Um, say, uh, out of the graduating class from the academy with me, we had uh, I think forty seven people, maybe seventeen of them. Uh, committed suicide, they killed themselves because of the job stress, the stress that came along with working in that place. And everybody that worked there developed a coping mechanism to deal with the danger that came along with the job. Man, I would be scared at the when I got to work, that this might be the day that I'm going to die. I've been stabbed. I've been, I had detached retinas. I, I, I fought so much, man. It was, a, well, it is a very dangerous way to make a living. And what you had to do was put on, like, uh, a Superman costume and pretend I play a role that I'm this tough policeman guy. While I'm mm-hmm. there, and then I'd have to take it off when I came out and become my humble, loving self. And people would say, "I can't believe you do that for a living. You're such a nice guy." But um, when I would get to work, man, I was a monster, man. I was one of them guys you didn't want to want to cross, man. But don't don't mess with, with him, <laughs> man. We dealt with. Uh, I, I came across all the gang leaders, all the gang chiefs. We fought, man, tooth and nail all the time, man. A lot of blood, a lot of madness, man. Uh, seeing how the gangs control these young boys' minds, man. And it's a mm-hmm. lot of money involved because they don't have options because they don't have education. And they have to hustle, man. And what they hustle is is these drugs. And they make a lot of money at it, so it's very serious to them. And so that's why they're killing each other now, man. It's about the money. I was at work last week, and I saw the lady come in with a shopping bag. She had $500,000 in cash coming to bond this drug dealer out, man. And that's his money. Yeah, man, this young black girl, man, coming in with a shopping bag. I was five hundred thousand dollars in cash. Five hundred thousand in cash, man, and you know that's his money. He's he he's coming to buy her man out, and he told her where to go get the money from, and and he comes out of jail, man. And that happens every day down there, man. So them guys are making big money, man. So that's why they killing one another. That territory out there is everything to them. And that's the now, only you, way they can make a living. Uh huh. You mentioned. You mentioned. I'm gonna go back to that that suicide rate, man. You said out of forty some people, seventeen suicides. Now, a per- person who don't know any better, like myself, who never worked in that environment, who it, it's easy for me to sit back and say, "Man, why didn't they just quit?" What What is it about 
that environment that gets a person so locked into the point to they they will take their own lives when they had enough instead of kind of just saying, hey, let me find another another job or something different to do. I mean, man, you I get, get caught up in the, in the money, man. You get that job and you. The first thing you do, I watch them, they go and buy a car. Then they go and buy a house. Then they get into further debt. And they can't miss one day's work. Or, man, they're getting ready to lose all that stuff, man. Um, Okay. And they don't know how to get out of that, uh, that vicious cycle that they got caught up in. And one thing I told myself was that I would never let the county dictate my lifestyle. I always had mm-hmm. another way to make a living. So mm-hmm. I would not have that stress bothering me. But I did, but I didn't have it to the point where I killed myself. I I saw it help, man. I went to a therapist, and I, I still go to therapy, man, once a month, man, to keep things in perspective because, yeah. I mean, stress is a killer, man. What the people there did to cope with where they work, you either drunk alcohol. This is uh, just the, the climate of the environment. You drunk alcohol, you did cocaine, or you had sex, or you ate food. And that was those were the, the ways that you dealt with going to work. A lot of the female officers would have sex with the inmates, and their families would meet them on the streets and pay them for taking care of their sons. The the officers would come in drunk in the morning, come to roll call drunk, and uh, the superintendent or the boss would tell them, "Ma'am, man, go put him in the in the room, let him sleep that shit off, man," and and he. Go and sleep, man. But after work, we would have big, big fights, man, where the tear would go up, man, and we'd be bloody. And every time we have a fight, we get off work and we'd go buy fifths of whiskey, man, fifths of vodka, and we would go to the parking lot and drink that stuff, man, like a victory party. And my therapist told me that they should have had on site a place where you go and get debriefed. Because it was such What you're dealing with is so Stressful Can you imagine fighting somebody Watching people get killed And then going home and hugging your kids man And it's just you. It's it's two Different worlds man And, And that's what I was doing I was coming home from this crazy world Getting stabbed and getting stitches In my mouth and trying to be a father to my kids, man. My wife is like, you got to take us out. We got to go to the beach or something. Man, mm-hmm. and you are so wound up, so tight, man. It was just, yeah. it was rough on my, my family, man. It's rough. It was rough. The, the, the county took a toll on my family. Yeah. I, I can imagine. I can, if, if the murder rate, not the murder rate, but if the suicide rate is on that percentage, then the domestic has to really be high. You know the domestic situations and and, and at home issues, just like you said, man. Uh, yeah, the DUIs, man. I got I know at least five guys off the top of my head that killed their wives and killed themselves, man. And I'm talking last year, man. Uh, close friends of mine, man. And you never think of, you'd never think they'd be the guys to do it, and you'd never think that they were that stressed out. I stand next to them at roll call the same day, man. They go home and just 
kill their wife and kill themselves. One officer, he went home, shot his kid, shot his wife, and set his house on fire, man. I was with him that day. I was like, I saw him sweating. I was like, are you all right? Yeah, man, everything's good. Everything's good, man. Then we had an officer went out for lunch, went to the parking lot, shot himself in the head, man. It's, it's just man. a bad place. So yes. we have Uh, Employee assistance program Where you can utilize and go and talk If you feel like you got Problems man And then we had officers that used to go to the racetrack On their lunch break Man they would bet their whole paycheck At the racetrack And then they would have to come We had people at at the jail that were Juice men who would lend them money So they could take the money Home to their wives But they had to pay back With a they were loan sharks, man. It, it was so much going on, man. God damn, man. <laughs> you, need, you, you, you need to write a book, bro. You need to write a book, man. Oh, oh, it's coming, man. Because this, this, this is shit you just, you just don't hear about this. You know, that's why I wanted, that's why I wanted to ask you about it because I know that you, you know, being on the inside of that, that you just have seen some interesting things taking place. Whoa. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, on that note. Man, let's 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 take let's take an old school break, man. On that, when we come back, and I want to I'm going to talk about the, <laughs> the the business world you're into, and we'll go into uh, some current issues too. I really want to get your take on uh, uh, some things that are happening out here, man. But uh, hang with me, brother Joe, and we'll be right back. Anybody want to call in? I see we have some callers out here already. But if you want to chime in, uh, I see you listening. Just press number one, and I'll see it, and we'll bring you in if you want to uh, be a part of the conversation. So uh, hang in there, and we will be right back.
And we are back. And I tell you, if I said it a thousand times, and we're going to make it a thousand and one, ain't no school like the old school. Got to get our music back. <laughs> Got to get our music back. Brother Joe, we have a caller that wants to chime in, man. We're going to see who we have here before we move on. And uh, we have a caller here from an area code of uh, 321. Caller, are you with us? Hello? Greetings. Hello? Hello? Greetings. Hey. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? We hear you yeah, loud and clear. Hear you. hear you loud and clear. Joe Stroder. <laughs> Keith Bledsoe. South Shore Times. Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. Joe Stroder, you know who this is. This is I, Bill. I know who this is. <laughs> I love Talking this. about... Talking about getting in trouble, man. Mr. Keith, thank you for putting Joe Strode on here. I'm down here in Orlando, Florida. Couldn't wait to get oh, on yeah. the phone. Um, really <laughs> crazy. I've been praying for my brother for such a long time, uh, doing the job that he does. Uh, it, it, it's, he's a unique guy. Everybody knows this. Uh, and yes, sir. He's yep. the truth. As you call yourself, he is the truth. My brother Joe Stroder, God bless you, man. <laughs> oh, God bless you, Biff, man. You funny, man. <laughs> oh, man, I just love you, man. What, what can I say? <laughs> man, we did so much together, man. We, 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 this part of the football, the closeness, man. We'll be friends to the grave, man. Right, to the grave and, and past and beyond. And, <laughs> and there's one thing about us, Keith. If I don't see him for five years, when I do see him, it'll be just like I saw him yesterday. The conversation right. picks up right there, now, man. Let, let, let me ask you this, Brother Biff. Uh, now that we got you yeah. here, and we're talking about the, the, we we taking it back to old times, coming up to where we are today. Uh, looking back, what did you, what what do you give, give us a Joe a Joe Stroller story from back in the day, man? Football team or oh. something that just made you laugh? Or? No, no. Didn't you hear what he just said? He, he heard what he just said, right? He told all the stories that he could tell by job and all that stuff. But it's a few stories uh, we won't tell. But it, hey, but I will tell you. I, I will tell some stories. Um, I don't know if you guys ever went to. Uh, uh, damn it, I'm having a senior moment. Well, hey Joe, what was that club we used to go to? The Golden Fort. The Golden Fort. Oh my God! Yeah, downtown on Kenzie. Kenzie. Oh, you know Kenzie. too. Oh, yeah, I know about those. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh my God! Ain't telling no, ain't telling no stories, but uh, uh, I'm still part of the wild bunch. So uh, we're the wild bunch. <laughs> man, we oh, was wearing Nick 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 shirts, man. Man, way back then, and uh, yeah. uh suit suits. <laughs> yeah, man. That was yeah, the wide brim hats, time, platform shoes, horseshoe taps, well, all that. All that. Listen to you. Y'all old, but y'all good. Yeah. Y'all old, Man, y'all Biff, old. Biff, remember we used to sneak out to class, out to school, and go to Arrington's on 75th and Stoney. Oh, I mean, man, Jeffrey, man. and get us some jug apple wine and get us some nickel oh, bag. Stop it. And, stop and it. take it in the hot, in the the hot house. <laughs> Take it, take it. Remember the ice skating house was out there. We you put the ice skates on. We'd uh-huh. be in there rolling the joints, hitting, hitting and passing, man. Getting and drinking contact. the wine. Wait a minute. <laughs> then go to the basketball game. Then go to the basketball game. 
Yes, yeah. sir. In the bleachers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Anyway, that man. was what? So do, do you remember the talent shows, man? Mm. I remember you singing, um, what, what did you sing? Did you sing Keep Your Hands to the Sky? Did I you sang. Sing that? I sang. You sang September? I sang. Oh, um, no. You sang. Brother Joe, you were singing, man? Yeah, Joe oh, yeah. Back, back in them days, you had to do yeah. everything, man. I didn't know you was blowing oh, like that, yeah. bro. Just bust out some amateur yeah. roll for him. Bust out some amateur roll. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, yeah, let, let, let me ask you both uh-huh. this because you all, you all mentioned going to the basketball game. When you, now, you, were you all part of the brothers in, up in the stands singing the You Can Have Watergate song? Yeah, all that. When you, you can have. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 but you know the words. No, we... <laughs> Y'all change oh, the words. Hold on now. Yeah. now. You're going to get say, us in trouble. You, you, you can have this Walter Gates. Is this governed by the FCC or something? <laughs> the, the, some kind of broadcasting bill? <laughs> you can have FCC. Watergate. Just give me some money and I'll be straight. Yeah. Oh, I'm remember straight that? now. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, oh, I remember I'm straight that. now. Did you hear what I just said? I hear you. Man, I remember. Remember <laughs> we used to do that? Do the uh, peanut song, nuts, hot nuts. Oh, get them from the peanut man. Peanut man. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all silly. Y'all going way back. Anybody else waiting to talk? Uh, Nobody's waiting to talk. Nobody's waiting to talk. They're listening, but not ready. I guess people are being shy and just listening. That's cool, too. I appreciate those who are listening. They don't want want to uh, divulge any secrets because these secrets have been kept for a long time. Yeah, man, we did a lot of stuff, man. We can't talk about everything, but uh, we we did some great things. Remember back, back we used to wear our hair, hair in the ponytails, man, with our overalls oh, on, with our football yes, jerseys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And yes, our sir. Yes, sir. I, I love the pep rally. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I love it. But but hey, yes, uh, you guys, um, you guys are, are are really on point. Um, I. Man, I just don't. I haven't been in Chicago for such a long time. Um, I, I chose to leave uh, because of uh, I, I, I raised girls. I have all daughters, and I didn't mm-hmm. want them part of that. You know, I, I definitely wanted them to uh, be able to, to to have some sort of insight of what real life is around. You know, they become we all come from the ghetto. I'm not. Um, I, I don't denounce any of that. I love I love my black people, but I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on in Chicago. I don't know what's going on with with the uh, police force, uh, uh, black people, um, all of that. I'm, I'm rediscovering um, being a Hebrew as you know, as as nature and Israel like as a nationality, you know. And I'm I'm really just trying to wake up from a slumber that we've been in for so long. You know, I'm really just trying to wake up. That's all. You Man, know, I'm good. They, they... Life is good. Man, these politicians got all this stuff planned out. They know exactly what they're doing. They released something like 6,700 inmates who were in jail that got caught up in the 70s for drug cases that they locked up. Now their sentences are up, so they came back home. And what they did when they came back home was try to pick up where they left off and sell these drugs. 
But all these young boys been out here making a living selling drugs. So right. they competing over territory. Who's going to sell mm. drugs here? Who's going to sell drugs there? And mm. they're not listening to the gang leaders like they used to. These guys are all, they call renegades, man. They ain't okay. listening to nobody but to themselves. Nobody. And they, the territory is this particular block that they live on, man. And and they killing people, man. They they ain't talking. They don't know how to fight. They killing people. And, man, they dropping guns off in our communities left and right, oh, man. Yeah. They had a thing uh, that came out, uh, the police eyes only, man. They had a truck, a, a, a train load of AK-47 yep. in yep. back of uh, White Castles on 79th and Stony, man, that they broke yeah. into. They stole 200-something uh, rifles with ammunition, man. Man, they, that don't happen by accident. And it just happened three, three times happen. already. They didn't have yeah. to break into it. None of our condition is by accident. It's, it's definitely a planned situation, but we don't have to really buy into it. You know, it just takes a few yeah, people man, to wake it's, up. It's about, say some stuff. A, we don't have to buy into that. You know, hey, white folks got guns. I live in Florida. It's, it's, a, it's a big gun state. They got guns. Mm-hmm. Black folks got guns. Mm-hmm. Everybody got guns. And it's not a lot of violence. It's a little violence. It's just some weird shit because uh, white, southern white people are just weird. You know, southern Florida white people are very strange. But everybody got guns. And it's, it's not that much violence uh, because everybody, you know everybody has a gun walking around. So, it ain't, you know, everybody's careful like that. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with arming ourselves. Uh, I don't have a problem with speaking out. Uh, I don't have a problem. I've been on, I've been on the government's list since I've been in the Air Force. You know, I, I've, I've been, I have secret uh, security clearance. Still have it. You know, it never goes away. They always follow you. They always tap what you say. So, you know, right now I really don't care. You know, whatever I say. You know, I'm going to say proper stuff, but um, I don't care, man. We need to, black folks, as we are, if we band together and, and just vote it. As a block, one way they would notice everything. We would have so much power, and and money would come to our community if we would just do but, some, one thing I mean, together. It's one easy. Thing. It's easy to say it, but you got to go up against all the deception, mm-hmm. all the decoys, everything that they throwing at you, man. You, I go to the schools and I talk to these kids and I ask them. I raise, they raise your hand. How many of you mm-hmm. all know who? A certain civil rights leader was man. None of them oh, do. Oh my God! Well, how, uh, man, none of them do. And I'm talking about somebody, uh, not not nobody obscure. I'm talking about somebody like uh, 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 Frederick Douglass, man. And these are high school kids. They they don't have a clue who this guy is. And I say, well, how many of you all have the uh, Sony? A video game at home, man. Ninety-seven percent of them oh, yeah. raised their hands. They got them video games. Well, we we, and, we, and fall, prey, we fall prey to the mm-hmm. master plan. Uh, they, the master plan is out there. We buy into it, and and we do all we can to defend it. And uh, that's why uh, this this is by design. This this did not just happen by chance. They know what they're doing. We don't know what the hell we're doing. But brother Biff, I thank you for well, calling, I'm- brother man. I appreciate you calling yes, in. I'm glad we had a chance to talk about it. Um, thank you for uh, having this platform. Joe, I love you. Uh, whenever you, anyone you guys are in Orlando, uh, please let me know your comment. 
so you can stop by. I'll, I'll be in Orlando this weekend. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, uh, look, uh, Joe. I'll be in Disney World this weekend. When y'all off? When y'all off? Is it, uh, off air. You know, is, it, is this your number? Is this your number? The three, three, two, three, two, one area code is your number, right? Is that you? Is that you? Yeah. That's okay, me. I'm right. I got it down. Okay. Call me, Keith. I'm gonna touch. I'm gonna touch base with you. We'll see what's going. See what we're yes, going sir. on. All right, brother. God Thanks for calling brother. in, brother. I love you. All right now. All right now. Love you, man. Take it easy. All right. Yeah. It's a good brother. brother man. Yeah, glad to call you. I, 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 I just happened to be in. I just happened to be in this in, in uh, the Disneyland this this weekend, man. Uh, Friday through Tuesday. So yeah, I need to give brother brother a call. See what's going on. Man, I like I like your job, man. You you. Traveling all over the world, man. Well, I wish it was the world. It's the country, yes. The world, I wish. But uh, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with what's happening. I'm all right with the country. It's all good. It's all yeah. good. I, I'm, I'm a fortunate brother, and I realize that. Right. I was remembering when you were working at the hotel, man. While you were going to school. Yeah, ain't that something? That's, yeah. Man, that's a great thing, man. That's, that's yeah. what people. Don't understand. You have to sacrifice in order to get something. Ah uh, man, I I put that time in and I I, I sacrificed trying to raise my kid who was in high school, grammar school and high school, and you know it worked out beautiful, man. It worked out beautiful. Now, Good for you. Uh-huh. Well, we were t- we were going to go into uh, we yeah we got off the uh, police situation. We could talk about that forever. But what's happening with your what what's what's your, what's your business model now, man? What's going on with that? My a business model. Oh man, um, you know I came up with the term "more better jazz." I mean, more better jazz, and I was doing more better jazz, and then my sound engineer took the name and ran with it. Man, I had to go to court to get my name, and I've been in court for a year with it. So I finally won the case. I'm um, paying legal fees, man, for. Uh, the, uh, my attorney's doing such a good job, but it was totally unnecessary. Uh, right now, I'm just waiting for the name to come from Springfield that it's in my name, so I can continue to do business. I don't want to do any business without having my paperwork in hand. So my attorney said it could take three to six months. So that's what I'm doing. But at the same time, I'm working on some things. But I, I'd rather wait for him. My paper okay. to be in hand before I start going into them, you know. Okay, so, so are, are you? Moving so are, are you? Is your intention to get back into the uh, the jazz situation that uh, happened started at the House of Bing, and uh, are you trying to get back into that mode? Uh, somewhat, yeah, somewhat, but on a on a on a somewhat larger scale. Okay, so you, that, that's what you don't want really to get. That's what you were talking about. You didn't really want to get into at this time. You want to wait until some other things happen before you go and go into that detail. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, just, yeah. You, yeah, you got to have all your your paperwork in order before you start running your mouth, and then um, I got you. you end up somebody's doing it, and you like, damn, I said that. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I learned okay. a lot, man. I learned a lot about business, man. I learned the hard way. You know, I rushed and. And, and and said, okay, I'm going to start doing live jazz without handling no business, man. Just making the money, paying the bands, and, and collecting money at the door. Man, there's more to it than that. Man, I wish yeah. I'd have taken business to South Shore, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I learned, yeah. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. 
Well, I hope you get back but, in it, man. Yeah. I remember when it, I remember when it first started, and I would always say, man, you you you, you had a goal, man, there. But it looks, you know, hopefully you'll get part piece of that goal, a, a lot of that goal back. But uh, I've always yeah. uh, appreciated the concept of what what you were doing. Yeah, man, it it, it was a, a great idea. I know, and it's still a great idea, and it's still it's gonna be good. Uh, just trust me, man. It's gonna be good because I'll be retiring, and I can put my whole day into doing what I do. Uh, so I'm right now, I'm just trying to hurry up and finish my stuff with the county, man, get my time out of there and uh, start collecting my pension money, and then I can move forward into my next venture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah, sometimes you, on, you have to slow down. I'm sorry? Do you plan on, uh, you plan on having an extravaganza for your retirement? You're going to uh, have, have a little gathering? Uh, I'm sure you're going to do something for uh, for that event. Is that right? Man, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, man, that's one thing about that working where I work. Yeah. One thing about working where I man, you don't. You, I'm not really a social creature, man. And, and I uh-huh. live by myself, man. I got a real big house, man. I got a dog, and I never have company. I don't let people come to my house. I just I like I living by my by myself, and I, I'm not a real. I mean, it's funny to say that I'm trying. I'm putting on shows, but when I leave the show, I come and I'm by myself. And on my off days, I'm by myself. I don't really um, do a lot of social stuff, man. But yeah, uh, I'm the same way. Yeah, but I'm gonna force myself for this reunion, man. I, I got to be there. It's really an important tradition that uh, I'm glad that Candy. And Oscar and Renee are carrying the torch and trying to make this thing work. So we we owe it to them to put all the support we can behind it, because we've lost so many traditions, man, by the social poisons out here that's got us yeah. deceived into thinking this stuff is so this 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 stupid stuff that they that's so insignificant that they making us think that it's so significant, man. But uh, the bonds that you formed in high school, man, were very important to you when you were young, and they still are important, man. And it's like coming home to seeing some family members, you know. And you, and, yes, sir. And just to 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 to, to bless each other with, with your presence, and 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 pray for the ones who are no longer with us, man. To to just share. And fellowship, it's very important and very uh, significant. It's very significant. So, yeah, anybody <laughs> that, that, that that wasn't thinking about going, I, I believe me, you should really go because forty years, man, it it dwindles down. You, the class size dwindles down. Uh, yeah. You know, from the first reunion, you have a hundred people, then you go to sixteen, then to forty. You know. So people, we getting, we're not getting any younger, man. So I, I, I'm hoping that we have a, a large turnout and a lot of people come to show their support. Uh, a lot of people don't think it's important, and to a lot of people, it ain't important. You know, that was high school, man. I'm, I'm way past that, but it really does mean a lot, man. It really does. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, I'm, I'm class of '75. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Man. Uh, mm-hmm. 
we're we going to go back to you were talking about me as far as world travel. Now, I got the, I got the country down, Pat, but we're going to talk about a world travel. I think we're going to talk about you, my brother. I mean, you've been uh, uh-huh. you've been hitting it. You've been hitting it lately. Yeah, man. I you know, I I, I when you when you when you see something, when you see too much, you try to do too much, man. And I I seen too much, so I I said I'm not going to settle for mediocrity, man. So, yeah, I've been to quite a few places, man. I've been to I, I, I had a business called Corporate Effects, and uh, one of my clients was Accenture. And Accenture had offices in 120 countries. Uh, so I had an opportunity to take a sound system and, and computers, man, all over the world. I was in uh, Singapore. I was in Melbourne, Lisbon. I was in uh, Australia. I was in Madrid. I was in – I've been – I've been – on just about every continent, man, every continent. And uh, <clears throat> last week I was in, uh, where was I? I was in Barbados, just chilling, chilling, man, just catching my breath. And when you when you think about yeah, the places that you've been, what 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 places kind of stand out that you that that really kind of caught your attention uh, for whatever reason? Uh. The place that stood out to me was uh, Africa, Sierra Leone, man. Um, just before they were about to go to war, uh, being on the continent of Africa was really, really uh, mind blowing. You, you, you felt like you belonged there. It was where you came from, and I hope everybody gets the opportunity to take a trip to Africa. Um, I don't know. I didn't trace my roots to see what part of Africa that I, me and my family came from. But when I was at Sierra Leone, I felt like I belonged there because everybody was black. Everything was black. The newscasters, the, 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 uh, the president, the, the, the the king everything was black and and it, you just felt like you were supposed to be there and as opposed to here where you are you feel like you are not welcome here yeah so yeah, uh, yeah. man it 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 really mind blowing to see the uh, the, the the where the slaves the, where they held the slaves before the ships came in and how they mm-hmm. led them into the, the castles, man, and and to see the ocean where the ships came, and that 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 was mind blowing for me. That was that was like one of the most important trips, and I think everybody should, if you get the opportunity, to go back home at least one time, because that is where we come from. Well, that that is definitely on my bucket list. I didn't know you've been to Africa, man. That's uh. I was talking to uh, uh, Robin Montgomery and Adina and uh, Rachel and Deborah Rogers yesterday, and they were talking, saying how they their family moved to Africa about about six months. It was an interesting conversation, and now you're saying you've been there, and that's uh, what y'all are doing is motivating me <laughs> to get to get it going. Yeah, yeah, man. I was thinking of going to Ghana, uh, but uh, they, they were having some problems with their infrastructure. Man, they was losing power all the time. Man. Uh, they they had a thing where if you move as a U.S. A black American, if you moved to Ghana, they would give you land, 
and you, you came and opened the business, the president there. And, man, I was really uh, considering that, man, because, you know, they don't want us over here, man. Uh, and if I can make a way to make a living over there, man, I'd be the first one to go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I, I hear you. Yeah, but last, last year I was in uh, Monaco. I was in France. I was in uh, Monaco and Saint-Tropez. Now, man, that was some beautiful stuff, too. Uh, but it lets you know uh, how insignificant your money is, man. I was with some rich people, and they spend thousands of dollars like we spend uh Twelve dollars, man, and they—that was interesting to me, man. Seeing these people with all this money. <clears throat> now, while, while you were there, how, how 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 do you spend your time there? I mean, you just kind of chill at the beach. Uh, the is the clubs there? Do you kind of how do you kind of? In Monaco, I was in. I, man, in the daytime, I was on the beach, man, at the restaurants, eating the seafood and drinking the wine and eating that incredible bread, man. And at nighttime, yep, I was at the disco, man. I go to the discos, and all the women would be by themselves in a herd, and the men would be by themselves in a herd. And I'm like, man, I'm getting ready to get on this dance floor, man, and, and shake it up, man. And I get down there and start dancing with them, man. And the DJ, he see this brother in there, man. He start playing black music, man. And so I'm tired at the end of the night because I'm the only one dancing. The dudes don't dance over there. They just... Come and and just look handsome, man. Just yeah. there, but yeah, man. I I don't know. I also had a good time in uh, Rio, man. The Rio de Janeiro down in uh, um mm-hmm. and um down on Empanema Beach, man. That was incredible. Seeing how beautiful some people can be, man. That blew me away. That really blew me away. I was standing on the corner. Man, five beautiful women walking towards me, and they were so beautiful, man. And they made took my breath away. I said, huh. and they walked by me. <laughs> they walked by me, and the policeman came to me. He said, "I see you like the boys, huh?" I said, "The boys." He said, "Yeah, those were men." I said, "What?" Oh man, hell no! That blew me away. That blew me away. Oh hell no! Now where is this place at again? So I know to stay the hell That's away from the Olympics. Were, the Olympics were just held down in Rio de Janeiro on the uh, Empanema oh, Beach. Man. Man. Yeah, they got some beautiful oh, boy. people. Yeah. Now, do you do you, do you take a do you take a vacation like that on a yearly basis, a couple of times a year, or do you uh, when it, as as you feel like it type of thing? Uh, you know, these, man, I mean, when I, whenever I get some money, man, that's when I go. Uh, right okay. now, I'm planning a, I'm planning a trip for January, going to the uh, Seychelles Islands off the northern Africa, man. Uh, really? I found a good deal. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. How long you gonna whenever be out there? I get, uh, until my money runs out. Oh, okay. Oh, you gonna you, you gonna go and just you go, you just gonna go wing it then, huh? I hear you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, right. man. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Man, let me. Uh... Yeah. I... Uh-huh. No, go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. I, see, I used to be scared, man, to travel by myself, man. But then I met some girls from Sweden, man, and that they travel everywhere by themselves, and I was like, 
You're not scared? And they were like, no, no. And I think because of me being a policeman, I was so skeptical and nervous now, man. I go everywhere by myself. I don't I don't even worry about it. I let the I take the good Lord with me, man. And mm-hmm. and I haven't had a hard time no place I've gone, man. Every my personality I kinda wins the people over, man. You know? So what's 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 on your bucket list now? I mean, is, what what is there anything out there that you haven't done that you'd like to do, or, or anything in particular that you have done that you can't wait to do again? No, man. I just just want to keep loving people, man, and 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 having people love me, man. That's important to me, man. That's the most important thing. It's uh, the the same thing. Everywhere I go, man, people. I think people just want to be loved. I, 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 was, I put it on Facebook uh, last week or the other day. You know, I, I got the big house. I got the expensive truck. I got, I got, I got everything, man. But it don't mean nothing if you ain't got nobody to love you, man. Yeah, and and I- being in the in the mother countries, man, and if you ain't got nobody to really share it with. It don't mean as much, you know. And so and that's exactly that's exactly what I was talking about earlier when I, I I actually have the post right here. I was going to read it, but you pretty much broke it down anyway uh, as to what it what it is. And I just thought that was just simple, not complicated at all, easy to follow. Mm-hmm. If people would just follow that shit, you know. Right, right. And you you don't know when you're young. It comes with wisdom. Man, and I was like, man, I cannot wait to get me no Range Rover, man. And, man, I got my money together, man. I got me. I got the limited edition, 135000 man. Mm-hmm. Woo, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> and when I got the car and, and everybody's looking at you, I'm like, man, this is crazy, man. This is really crazy. And every time you go to take it to get an oil change, you're paying your $300. Every time you take it in for service, you're paying $1,200. For what, man? I'm like, man, this ain't important. This ain't important. Uh, it ain't important. But, you know, people think it's all um, a facade, man. If, if, you ain't, if you ain't got nobody to love you, man, that don't mean nothing. You got to. You gotta have people to love you, and you gotta love people. Love is so important. Yeah, and 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 that's why you have. Uh, I remember writing a post about three years ago to the something to the effect of uh, the, you know, the richest people being in the world are, are the are the most unhappy, and uh, most miserable. Mm-hmm. They're the most miserable because you don't know who you got in your corner, who's true to you, who's who's for real, and uh, right, who, who who likes you for you, you know. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, these young young football players, man, they hooking up with these chicks. But you know, would it be the same? Would they same chick hook up with me if I wasn't a millionaire? You know, man, it's it's yeah, it's so I I'm I'm and cool that, with a little moderate my little moderate lifestyle. I'm I'm all right. I'm straight. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm learning, man. I'm learning. Just. I need to find me a nice condo. I went and got pre-approved to buy me a nice condo, and I don't want to cut no more grass. I don't want to shovel no more snow. I want to find me a nice condo in a high-rise with a lake view 
and pull my car in the basement and go up to my apartment. Don't be bothered, man. But, but now you're gonna stay with somebody. You're gonna stay in the city, uh-huh. Chicago, in Chicago. Uh, well, I want to have an apartment in Chicago, but I'm gonna spend most of my time traveling. I got you. I'm gonna, I got you. Yeah, I'm gonna try to travel every opportunity that I get. I've been invited by so many people that live in different parts of the world, man, to come hang with them, man. When I retire, I'm going to take take them up on that, man, and go hang out. I got friends in Sweden, friends in Switzerland, friends in Australia. I just want to go hang out with them, man, and, and see what things are like there. Now, before we we come into the to the end, end but I, I wanted to ask you a couple of about it. Well, it's one in particular that I'm, I I just don't even get what the big damn deal is. What are you, what this Colin Kaepernick situation? Because he didn't stand up for the national anthem. What what is your take on that? Man, um, my take on that is I'm proud of him for taking a stance, and I'm mad that nobody else is taking the stance along with him. He should be getting mm-hmm. support. It should be at least 400 NFL players sitting down doing the national anthem. And uh, the the crackers that are dogging him out are, are just, I mean, would you, they're like, he's saying, he's saying, I'm not for this hanging, the hanging of black people. And the white people are saying, man, kick his butt off the team, man. For, to ignore it is to oppress. That's that's part of the oppressor. The oppressor is the one who doesn't say nothing about it, who will accept it. And if they can't recognize that it's a problem, then they have a problem. Mm-hmm. And everywhere that I go, I got friends in Africa, man, that I talk to, and they ask me, uh, how can you stay in the U.S.? Isn't it like um, uh, apartheid? They're killing people in the streets and, and nobody goes to jail for it? I said, I never even thought about that. That is apartheid. They said, and they said, well, how can you accept that? And I said, I don't really know. I don't know how I can accept it. The people in different countries are seeing what's going on over here, and they think, we are crazy for not going crazy against these white people, man. Well, it, uh, it it's deep. It's deep. You know, my my first my first thought was like, so damn what? He didn't stand up. I mean, what's the okay? And oh, you know, I, I've always taught my kids, don't you know? You, you can stand up for the pledge of allegiance, but, but don't you say that shit. You just stand up, but uh, don't you don't 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 say it. Yeah, so that's another thing that 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 he's gonna have to realize. You know, these are the people that's putting the millions in your pocket. So you yeah. you yeah. do have to play the game for so long, or you'll be ostracized, man. Remember uh, Craig Hodges on the uh, Bulls, man? Got got to the White House and told him he could solve some some issues, man. He never played again, man. Never played another game. Never played another game. Yeah. Wow. But I, I just yeah. want to throw that out there because it, it, it's so it, it just and, and they keep using these scare tactics uh, to get people to you know uh, 
you know, because when, when they see you standing up and singing the song and putting your hand over your heart, then they know they still got your mind. But when he, when you sit down like Colin did, then they start getting scared. They, they then people start waking up. They think you're gonna you're gonna wake you up. So it's just a it's just a, a cycle. Time, just a cycle, a vicious cycle. Wow. Right. Well, yeah. brother Joe, uh, what we'll do? Well, I'll give you a chance. What, what, what do you what do you what do you what you who you got in this election, man? What do you think? Oh well, I was I was for Bernie Sanders. Uh, of course, of course. That was, was a time. Obvious choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Now, uh, in the beginning, I was saying, you know what? If Hillary Clinton is the best that they have to offer us, then then maybe we deserve a Donald Trump. But I'm backing off of that. Uh, just my, my common sense says, you know what? I'm gonna go in that voting booth and I'm gonna hold my nose and press that button for Hillary yeah. Clinton. You know? Yeah. You know what? We got to, yeah. I, I think that. Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump have been lifelong friends, man. They've been friends forever. I think they got Donald Trump to run so that Hillary Clinton would win. And um, Bernie Sanders got in there. He threw a a monkey wrench in the game. And Mm -hmm. they had to pull some shenanigans to make him lose the election because he was picking up momentum fast. And um, he wasn't playing along with him. Uh, yeah, Donald Trump ain't going to win, man. He's just uh, something to put in there. So he's being so absurd and so obnoxious, saying this stuff just so people would say, oh, man, no, we can't do him. We we got to bring Hillary in. And she's like the, the, the yeah. best of two evils, man. Yeah, well, I thought I thought that at one time, because I, I even said on the show, I said, you know what, get braced, you all, to say President Trump, because I really thought at one time that this man, uh, they're going to see to it that he wins, but he's doing everything he can to make sure he doesn't win, whether no, he knows he it or not. So he's he's yeah. Hillary's going to be Hillary's got this, you know, and I, I'm I'm fortunate because I like in Texas the gas price here is like a dollar ninety nine a gallon. I kind of like that. I kind of like that, and uh, you know when. Uh, yeah. Trump gets in there, man. We got Supreme Court justices that need to be nominated. I mean, you, you got to go with Hillary, man. I don't care. Nobody say. That's my opinion. And they they give you the illusion of the inclusion. Like, you really have a voice in this election, man. We don't want that lady in. We don't want him in there. We ain't even a part of this, man. They got a plan, and they got it all planned out. They know who's going to win. This stuff is all... This is like the Matrix, man. It's the the royal scam. It's a, yes, I, I agree. I agree. They 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 know what how it's going to be, and they're going to do whatever they need to do to make make sure it turns out the way. That's how Bush got in. They 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 made it happen. You know. So yeah, man. I, I couldn't believe Bush won, man. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll never yeah. forget that. That was that was crooked. That was crooked. But uh, what we'll do, yeah. brother. Uh, Coming down to the close, I want to give you a chance to, you know, we, we make that uh, closing statement, uh, whatever you want to put out there from your heart and whatever way you want it to be received. Uh, I'm going to hand you the mic now and you can just let it roll, brother. The only thing that I got to say is we have got to find out who we are. We have to raise our kids and our grandkids to let them know who we are and where we come from. The 
significance of them opening the African American Museum September 23rd in Washington, D.C. at the Smithsonian is going to be very important for us to visit and, and let our kids see and experience what slavery, what Jim Crow, what all that was about. And we got to find out and teach how we can solve this misdirection that we're heading in and try to move forward. We need more social scientists and less basketball players. We got to come together. We got to unite. We got to stop being uh, being the, the largest consumer and, and spend our money in our communities. Man. And if people want to sell out, we got to kick them out. We got to hold these politicians accountable, man. Yeah, that's I'm, it. I'm that's down it. with that. I'm down with that. But, brother, I want to uh, – Thank you for coming on again, man. You know, I, uh, I'm looking forward to. I uh, hope everything works out with your, your new uh, endeavor, and I hope hope when you get that together, you come on and we can talk about it, man. Uh, but I, I as always, I appreciate you coming on, and I, I will see you on Friday night at the class of '76 reunion. And I encourage oh, anybody yeah. to come out. Doesn't matter if you're from that class. Come out and support the class, man. Come out and support the class of '76, and, and and just show your love. You'll you'll have a good time. I, I'll be there, and I'm looking forward to it. So, right. on that note, brother, I want to close out and just say in the name of whomever or whatever is your spiritual power, peace and good night. Take care, Brother Joe. All right, my brother. Peace. All right.
You have been listening to We Are Everyday People Global Internet Radio Network. Peace. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.